you could ever need, starting right now. Hello and welcome into the water break. I am McLean. I got Will, Creed, and Cy all with me digitally. Uh, the water break is back. Um, I hope your Friday is going great, and thank you for listening to the best late-night sports show on 88.9 The Bridge. We are now up for two awards, by the way, guys, so pat yourselves on the back for that, and everyone who's listening, pat us on the back, too! Um, we're going to get started, as we always do, with our 5 in 5, bringing you news from 5 sports in 5 minutes. A lot of these will be discussed in more depth later. Um, but we're going to go over to Will to get us started. Yeah, it, it, we have a really exciting week coming up in hockey. I mean, this, the World Juniors happened over last winter break, so I'm going to go more in-depth on that in the next segment. But we have the NHL season starting in just five short days. I'm already counting it down, and I'm super excited. We got wonderful matchups coming in on January the 13th. Penguins, Flyers, Canadians, Maple Leafs, which is two of the biggest rivalries there. We got Blackhawks, Lightning, Canucks, Oilers, and then topping it off with Blues, Avalanche. It's going to be a fantastic day, and then the season will just keep going on from there. I'm excited to see the Canucks. They've lost a couple key players during the offseason, including Chris Tanev and Troy Stetcher, but I think they can bounce back and hopefully play well. Uh, anyways, on to Creed for soccer. Yeah, so in soccer, uh, we have quite a few good games coming up. Um, so we do actually, this is interesting, we do have a game coming up on Tuesday that is Burnley and Man United. Um, and that was supposed to actually be played on the first week of the season, but um, we're going into the 18th week, and they were week, and they were finally able to reschedule it. Um, so that'll be a good game coming up. And then we have Man City Brighton Wednesday at 10, um, and then Thursday Arsenal Crystal Palace. And so those are some of the good games. And the FA Cup is going on right now, and we're starting with the third round: Aston Villa and Liverpool. Played today, uh, Liverpool won four to one, and then the Wolves played Crystal Palace today. One and the Wolves came away with that one nothing. Um, that's about it for soccer right now. So on to Cy with basketball. Yeah, so right now the NBA is really heating up. The season has started again, which is pretty exciting. And 
all eyes are, of course, on LeBron James as usual. Him and the Lakers, they're doing okay right now, but um, I think the main story is recently Boston rookie Peyton Pritchard looking like the steal of the draft. He hit a game winner, and um, yeah, a lot of the young guys are looking really good. Luka Doncic definitely helping out the Mavs, and um, yeah, other than that, Markel Fultz, uh, he's out for the season with a torn ACL. So that was that was one of the big um, bad news moments recently. And, um, yeah, the NBA G League is going to begin playing at Disney World in February. So that's cool. And um, finally, four players tested positive in the latest COVID-19 results. And so that's not very good either. But, hey, I'm looking forward to this NBA season. Um, it, it hasn't even been that long since the last one, but, um, yeah, we'll see, we'll see how it turns out. Yeah, it should be, it should be pretty great. Um, and of course, uh, the NFL playoffs are still happening. We're still kind of too far away from baseball to really include any meaningful news. Oh, unless you count, uh, Francisco Lindor going to the Mets. Um, but that was, that's a while ago. So that's, that's stale news by now, but, um, you know, the dynamic shortstop did move. He's now uh, hanging around in New York. Ahmed Rosario was, as a lot of people projected, part of the deal. So now uh, New York is looking to add a prolific outfielder. It'll probably be George Springer. Um, but if not him, then, you know, they might swing a trade for uh, some other outfielder or go and get Marcelo Zuna. Um, that's baseball. Um, but football, that's where the real action is. Uh, the NFL playoffs, super wild card weekend starts in like, uh, less than 24 hours. Uh, tomorrow morning is when the first game will be played. Um, there'll be three games tomorrow and three on Sunday. Um, but the one that we're going to talk about today is the Seattle Seahawks and the Los Angeles Rams. What do we think about that? Uh, Honestly, I think the Seahawks are looking pretty good for this one. Usually, Russ turns it on in the playoffs as well as the rest of the team. And the Rams are going to be down. Uh, I mean, they're going to be down Jared Goff, which I think is going to be huge for us. And I think if we can shut down the run, that game is really just ours to lose. Jalen Ramsey, DK Metcalf, huge matchup there. I think Ramsey usually has the edge on that one. He's a top-tier corner. But I'd like to see Metcalf get some receptions. And I think Tyler Lockett really has a good chance in this game. Um, but I think I'll predict, I don't know, I'll go like 24 to 7 for Seahawks. Wow, confident. I think we're going to keep them fairly low. That's what I'm thinking, but hopefully, hopefully. I mean, I'd hate to pick against the Seahawks. Yeah, I'm, I guess. Um, by the way, the latest reports on uh, Jared Goff's status, um, there's reports that he threw passes in practice, um, but he's still listed on the injury report as questionable. So we might see him. Uh, we might get to see John Wolford in a second start. John Wolford, by the way, 1-0 as the team's starter with that win over the Cardinals. Um, but, you know, I, I think in either case, uh, the strength of this Rams team has always been the defense, and Seattle should not sleep on the Rams. You know, it's easy to sleep on the Rams. They looked despondent when the team played them in week 16 um the that iteration of the rams would be struggled to put up points on the board i think they hung up nine in total 
um, and the offense was just really stuck in the mud. But the strength of that team is always the defense. You know, the game is going to come down to whether Russell Wilson can, you know, score enough points or the running game can just keep the ball for long enough uh, to, you know, eke out a victory. It's These divisional games are always tough. It's uh, insanity. Should I predict yeah. it'll be cool. Yeah, and I think um, the second half of this season, our defense, the Seahawks defense has really stepped up. I think they're like, I think they're first in points allowed right now. Uh, second, like second in points allowed. Miami is first. Miami's first, yeah. But they're doing really good in that department. So I think it really comes down to the explosiveness of our offense and how, like, if we can take out their defense. Um, and I mean, if Goff plays, we might have a little bit more of a problem depending on how good his thumb is. But I feel like with a backup quarterback, I know our defense will do a pretty good job of shutting that down. It's just, it, it just comes down to, like, can Russell Wilson make those explosive plays that he was making early in the season? And I think that's just like that's a key for the whole playoffs, right? He needs to he needs to start making those deep ball throws again. And I think if he does that, we have a real good shot at going far in the playoffs. Yeah, everyone talks about Russ's explosive plays and, you know, his ability to keep the offense open, but we all forget that his um that stretch of games that he played um to open the season we're against some really bad defenses that happen to be in tandem with really good offenses, right? I mean, week one, uh, Russ hung up 40 points on the Falcons, but that's because their offense was firing on all cylinders. They had everyone healthy and their defense was abysmal, you know, and it's pretty much the same story for every other game that like happened early on their schedule. Uh, you know, it was true for New England. It was true for Dallas. Not so true for Miami, but that game still, uh, you know, Seattle had put that one away relatively early. It's, um, you know, it's it's not like Wilson has, you know, turned in a solid performance against a great defense yet, but like, he's been good when he needs to be and he hasn't lost games, so. Well, yeah, and I think, I mean, I don't know, against the Bills... Like they lost, but he put up thirty four points. So I think I think if he can in these playoffs, if he can start putting up like numbers even close to thirty seven, maybe like the high twenties, like twenty seven even, I mean darn, I think I think we should be pretty good. Kareed, do you got anything you wanna chip in here? Um well I kinda have to, right? So um I'm thinking I don't like to say this, but I think the Seahawks will probably come away with this one. Because um, the Seahawks have just been so good and dominant recently. Um, the only thing is the Rams' defense, right? They're so good. Uh, the Seahawks only scored a total of 36 points against the Rams this season. So, you know, if Seahawks can get over that amount, then I think the Seahawks should be able to win it. Um, especially with Goff being pushed. Yeah, here's a here's a fun fact, by the way, for you guys. Um, under Pete Carroll, every time Seattle has beaten the Rams twice, um, with one exception, and that was when Seattle went seven and nine in two thousand and uh, what year was that? Two thousand and ten. Um, every time Seattle has swept the Rams under Carroll, they've gone to a Super Bowl, so, or beaten the Rams twice, not swept them. Um, but um, Seattle has uh another chance to rack up that second victory against the Rams. Um with this playoff game, so who knows where that might entail. 
Yeah, hope, hopefully we can beat them. I'm, yeah. um, I'm confident. I think the Seahawks have what it takes to get the Super Bowl this year. But there, there are some really tough teams out there. So it's going to be really interesting to watch, and I just can't, I can't wait. I don't know. I mean, Seattle's been an enigma this season. They've had some truly terrible performances, and they've had some truly great performances. You know, I mean, this team has looked um, like a JV squad at times, and this team has, you know, looked unbeatable at other times. It's, um, who knows what'll show up for the playoffs. We have, we hope it's more of the latter, but, like, this team has been, you know, the picture of inconsistency. Yeah, and I mean, okay, so I'm looking at the bracket right now, and so in order to go to the Super Bowl, basically, uh, we got to beat the Rams, and then... We have to play whoever wins Washington versus Tampa Bay, so I'm guessing that's gonna be um, that's gonna be Brady. So we gotta go through um, the Rams, Brady, and then probably Green Bay, if we want to make it to the Super Bowl. Well, here's the thing: for Seattle to get the winner of the um, of the uh, Bucks versus football team game, um, that would mean that Chicago would have to upset uh, New Orleans because if not. Um, they, uh, Seattle would play New Orleans and the winner of that game would play uh, Green Bay in, in Lambeau, assuming that Seattle wins against the Rams. So it's with a 17 playoffs, it's really impossible to predict your next opponent. Um, used to be as a three seed, you knew that if you won on wildcard weekend, you knew you were getting the two seed the week after because they had the bye. Um, but now it's... Um, it's, you know, Seattle could find themselves matched up against any one of the other teams in the field, um, except for uh, not not Chicago, because if they win, they'll automatically go at Green Bay. Um, so it's, I could really see this playoff field as unique. I could really see Seattle beating any of the other seven teams in the field or losing to any of the other seven teams in the field. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really 50-50, because like, the Seahawks have always played to the level of their competition. I think we've seen that time and time again this year. So, Yeah. Yeah, except for the Jets. Yeah, I mean, one score wins. Seattle only has two wins this whole season that are by two scores. Um, and granted, some of those games were games that were put away, but garbage time points like pulled the other team within one score. Like, if you remember that Hail Mary against the Philadelphia Eagles, that's uh, Philly finished... Uh, down eight points, so that's technically a one-score victory, but they needed a last-minute Hail Mary and a last-minute two-point conversion to get there. So, the uh, the Jets and the Atlanta Falcons were, uh, I think, no, wait, Seattle had to have had a third two-score, yeah, they had a third two-score victory against the Dolphins by 12 points. So, three. I lied. Hey, and while we're on the topic of the Seahawks, I want to point out the, uh, did you guys see the David Moore play last week where I think there was just a couple seconds left on the clock. They could have taken a knee, ended the game, and he decided to yeah. toss it. He tossed it to Moore to get him an extra $100,000 due to uh, contract rules. Yeah, yeah so, um, I saw that. Yeah, yeah I just I wanted to point that out because he's such a good man. That's a classy move, honestly. You know, um, that's a way to, you know, get... Uh, extra money for a guy who's we all forget that because David Moore has had such a big role in the Seahawks offense but this guy was not heralded he's still on a sixth round pick rookie contract um, and they don't make very much I think what his salary was last time I checked was like $800,000 I don't know if that's right but Uh, yeah he makes uh, close to the league minimum 
so which is still you know a lot of money to be making every season yeah. i mean if i could get eight hundred thousand bucks a year for hosting a radio show that would be nice but uh unfortunately i don't which is why i record from my bedroom and not like a mansion or a penthouse apartment but um hey, i also record from my bedroom i think yeah I probably do i don't unfortunately where has this conversation went I don't know. Point is, uh, know. real class act for for uh, Russell Wilson for changing the play call to get David Moore an extra catch. Um, I would have liked it if David Moore had, you know, sat down in bounds, um, you know, because he he ran out of bounds rather than like sliding or taking a knee, so that he uh, he forced uh, Seattle to have to go run another play. But um, you know, honestly, class act. Uh, hats off to you, Russell Wilson. Hats off to you, David Moore, for uh, knowing where you were in receptions. Yeah, um, all in all, just a stand-up play. I think uh, with that analysis uh, out of the way, I think we're going to go to break really quick. Um, and we'll be back in just a minute to talk about World Juniors Hockey. Stay tuned on 88.9 The Bridge for more music and conversation that spans generations. Hello and welcome into the water break. I am McLean. I got Will, Creed, and Cy all with me digitally. Uh, the water break is back. Um, I hope your Friday is going great. And thank you for listening to the best late night sports show on 88.9 The Bridge. We are now up for two awards, by the way, guys. So pat yourselves on the back for that. And everyone who's listening, pat us on the back too. Um, we're going to get started, as we always do, with our... Um, five and five bringing you news from five sports in five minutes a lot of these will be discussed in more depth later um but we're gonna go over to will to get us started yeah it's it, we have a really exciting week coming up in hockey i mean this, the world juniors happened over last winter break so i'm gonna go more in depth on that in the next segment but we have the nhl season starting in just five short days i'm already counting it down and i'm super excited we got Wonderful matchups coming in on January the 13th. Penguins, Flyers, Canadians, Maple Leafs, which is two of the biggest rivalries there. we got Blackhawks, Lightning, Canucks, Oilers, and then topping it off with Blues, Avalanche. It's going to be a fantastic day, and then the season will just keep going on from there. I'm excited to see the Canucks. They've lost a couple key players during the offseason, including Chris Tanev and Troy Stetcher, but I think they can bounce back and hopefully play well. Uh, anyways, on to Creed for soccer. Yeah, so in soccer, uh, we have quite a few good games coming up. Um, so we do actually, this is interesting, we do have a game coming up on Tuesday that is Burnley and Man United. Um, and that was supposed to actually be played on the first week of the season. But um, we're going into the 18th week and they were, week and they were finally able to reschedule it. Um, so that'll be a good game coming up. And then we have Man City Brighton Wednesday at 10. Um, and then Thursday, Arsenal, Crystal Palace. And so those are some of the good games. And the FA Cup is going on right now. And we're starting with the third round. Aston Villa and Liverpool played today. Uh, Liverpool won 4-1. to one. And then the Wolves played Crystal Palace today. One, and the Wolves came away with that one nothing. Um, That's about it for soccer right now. So on to Cy with basketball. Yeah, so right now the NBA is really heating up. The season has started again which is pretty exciting, and all eyes are, of course, on LeBron James as usual. Him and the Lakers, they're doing okay right now, but um, I think the main story is recently 
Boston rookie Peyton Pritchard looking like the steal of the draft. He hit a game winner. And, um, yeah, a lot of the young guys are looking really good. Luka Doncic definitely helping out the Mavs. And, um, yeah, other than that, Markel Fultz, uh, he's out for the season with a torn ACL. So that was that was one of the big um, bad news moments recently. And, um, yeah, the NBA G League is going to begin playing at Disney World in February. So that's cool. And um, finally, four players tested positive in the latest COVID-19 results. And so that's not very good either. But, hey, I'm looking forward to this NBA season. Um, it, it hasn't even been that long since the last one. But, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it turns out. Yeah, it should be, it should be pretty great. Um, and, of course, uh, the NFL playoffs are still happening. We're still kind of too far away from baseball to really include any meaningful news. Oh, unless you count uh, Francisco Lindor going to the Mets. Um, but that was, that's a while ago. So that's, that's stale news by now. But, um, you know, the dynamic shortstop did move. He's now, uh, hanging around in New York. Ahmed Rosario was, as a lot of people projected part of the deal. So now, uh, New York is looking to add a prolific outfielder. It'll probably be George Springer. Um, but if not him, then, you know, they might swing a trade for, uh, some other outfielder or go and get Marcelo Zuna. Um, that's baseball. Um, but football, that's where the real action is. Uh, the NFL playoffs, super wild card weekend starts in like, uh, less than 24 hours. Uh, tomorrow morning is when the first game will be played. Um, there'll be three games tomorrow and three on Sunday. Um, but the one that we're going to talk about today is the Seattle Seahawks and the Los Angeles Rams. What do we think about that? Uh, Honestly, I think the Seahawks are looking pretty good for this one. Usually, Russ turns it on in the playoffs as well as the rest of the team. And the Rams are going to be down. Uh, I mean, they're going to be down Jared Goff, which I think is going to be huge for us. And I think if we can shut down the run, that game is really just ours to lose. Jalen Ramsey, DK Metcalf, huge matchup there. I think Ramsey usually has the edge on that one. He's a top-tier corner. But I'd like to see Metcalf get some receptions. And I think Tyler Lockett really has a good chance in this game. Um, but I think I'll predict, I don't know, I'll go like 24 to 7 for Seahawks. Wow, confident. I think we're going to keep them fairly low. That's what I'm thinking, but hopefully, hopefully. I mean, I'd hate to pick against the Seahawks. Yeah, I'm, I guess. Um, by the way, the latest reports on uh, Jared Goff's status, um, there's reports that he threw passes in practice, um, but he's still listed on the injury report as questionable. So we might see him. Uh, we might get to see John Wolford in a second start. John Wolford, by the way, 1-0 as the team's starter with that win over the Cardinals. Um, but, you know, I, I think in either case, uh, the strength of this Rams team has always been the defense, and Seattle should not sleep on the Rams. You know, it's easy to sleep on the Rams. They looked despondent when the team played them in week 16 um the that iteration of the rams would be struggled to put up points on the board i think they hung up nine in total um and the offense was just really stuck in the mud but the strength of that team is always the defense 
You know, the game is going to come down to whether Russell Wilson can, you know, score enough points or the running game can just keep the ball for long enough uh, to, you know, eke out a victory. It's These divisional games are always tough. It's uh, insanity. Should I predict yeah. it'll be cool. Yeah, and I think um, the second half of this season, our defense, the Seahawks defense has really stepped up. I think they're like, I think they're first in points allowed right now. Uh, second, like second in points allowed. Miami is first. Miami's first, yeah. But they're doing really good in that department. So I think it really comes down to the explosiveness of our offense and how, like, if we can take out their defense. Um, and I mean, if Goff plays, we might have a little bit more of a problem depending on how good his thumb is. But I feel like with a backup quarterback, I know our defense will do a pretty good job of shutting that down. It's just, it, it just comes down to like, can Russell Wilson make those explosive plays that he was making early in the season? And I think that's just like, that's a key for the whole playoffs, right? He needs to he needs to start making those deep ball throws again. And I think if he does that, we have a real good shot at going far in the playoffs. Yeah, everyone talks about Russ's explosive plays and, you know, his ability to keep the offense open. But we all forget that his um that stretch of games that he played um to open the season were against some really bad defenses that happened to be in tandem with really good offenses, right? I mean, week one, uh, Russ hung up 40 points on the Falcons, but that's because their offense was firing on all cylinders. They had everyone healthy and their defense was abysmal, you know, and it's pretty much the same story for every other game that like happened early on their schedule. Uh, you know, it was true for New England. It was true for Dallas. Not so true for Miami, but that game still, uh, you know, Seattle had put that one away relatively early. It's, um, you know, it's it's not like Wilson has, you know, turned in a solid performance against a great defense yet, but like he's been good when he needs to be and he hasn't lost games, so. Well, yeah, and I think, I mean, I don't know, against the Bills... Like they lost, but he put up thirty four points. So I think I think if he can in these playoffs, if he can start putting up like numbers even close to thirty seven, maybe like the high twenties, like twenty seven even, I mean darn, I think I think we should be pretty good. Kareed, do you got anything you want to chip in here? Um well I kinda have to, right? So um I'm thinking I don't like to say this, but I think the Seahawks will probably come away with this one. Because um, the Seahawks have just been so good and dominant recently. Um, the only thing is the Rams' defense, right? They're so good. Uh, the Seahawks only scored a total of 36 points against the Rams this season. So, you know, if Seahawks can get over that amount, then I think the Seahawks should be able to win it. Um, especially with Goff being pushed. Yeah, here's a here's a fun fact, by the way, for you guys. Um, under Pete Carroll, every time Seattle has beaten the Rams twice, um, with one exception, and that was when Seattle went seven and nine in two thousand and uh, what year was that? Two thousand and ten. Um, every time Seattle has swept the Rams under Carroll, they've gone to a Super Bowl, so, or beaten the Rams twice, not swept them. Um, but um, Seattle has uh another chance to rack up that second victory against the Rams. Um with this playoff game, so who knows where that might entail. Yeah, hope, hopefully we can beat them. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm confident. I think the Seahawks have what it takes to get the Super Bowl this year. 
but there there are some really tough teams out there so it's going to be really interesting to watch and i just can't i can't wait I don't know. I mean, Seattle's been an enigma this season. They've had some truly terrible performances, and they've had some truly great performances. You know, I mean, this team has looked um, like a JV squad at times, and this team has, you know, looked unbeatable at other times. It's, um, who knows what'll show up for the playoffs. We We hope it's more of the latter, but, like, this team has been, you know, the picture of inconsistency. Yeah. And I mean, okay, so I'm looking at the bracket right now. And so in order to go to the Super Bowl, basically, uh, we got to beat the Rams. And then we have to play whoever wins Washington versus Tampa Bay. So I'm guessing that's going to be um, that's going to be Brady. So we got to go through um, the Rams, Brady, and then probably Green Bay if we want to make it to the Super Bowl. Well, here's the thing. For Seattle to get the winner of the um of the uh, Bucks versus football team game, um that would mean that Chicago would have to upset uh New Orleans because if not, um the uh Seattle would play New Orleans and the winner of that game would play uh Green Bay in in Lambeau assuming that Seattle wins against the Rams. So it's with a 17 playoffs, it's really impossible to predict your next opponent. Um, used to be as a three seed, you knew that if you won on wildcard weekend, you knew you were getting the two seed the week after because they had the bye. Um, but now it's, um, it's, you know, Seattle could find themselves matched up against any one of the other teams in the field, um, except for uh, not, not Chicago, because if they win, they'll automatically go at Green Bay. Um, so it's, I could really see this playoff field as unique. I could really see Seattle beating any of the other seven teams in the field or losing to any of the other seven teams in the field. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really 50, 50. Cause like the Seahawks have always played to the level of their competition. I think we've seen that time and time again this year. So yeah. Yeah. Except for the jets. Yeah, I mean, one score wins. Seattle only has two wins this whole season that are by two scores. Um, and granted, some of those games were games that were put away, but garbage time points like pulled the other team within one score. Like, if you remember that Hail Mary against the Philadelphia Eagles, that's uh, Philly finished uh, down eight points, so that's technically a one-score victory. But they needed a last-minute Hail Mary and a last-minute two-point conversion to get there. So, the... Uh, the Jets and the Atlanta Falcons were, uh, I think, no, wait, Seattle had to have had a third two-score. Yeah, they had a third two-score victory against the Dolphins by 12 points. So, three. I lied. Hey, and while we're on the topic of the Seahawks, I want to point out the, uh, did you guys see the David Moore play last week where I think there was just a couple seconds left on the clock. They could have taken a knee, ended the game, and he decided to yeah. toss it. He tossed it to Moore to get him an extra $100,000 due to uh, contract rules. Yeah, yeah so, uh, I saw that. Yeah, yeah I just I wanted to point that out because he's such a good man. That's a classy move, honestly. You know, um, that's a way to, you know, get uh, extra money for a guy who's... We all forget that because David Moore has had such a big role in the Seahawks offense. But this guy was not heralded. He's still on a sixth-round pick rookie contract. Um, and they don't make very much. I think what his salary was last time I checked was like $800,000. I don't know if that's right, but... Uh, yeah, he makes uh, close to the league minimum, so... 
which is still, you know, a lot of money to be making every season. Yeah. I mean, if I could get 800,000 bucks a year for hosting a radio show, that would be nice. But uh, unfortunately, I don't, which is why I record from my bedroom and not like a mansion or a penthouse apartment. But um, hey, I also record from my bedroom. I think yeah, I probably do. I don't, unfortunately. Where has this conversation went? I don't know. Point is, uh, know. real class act for for uh, Russell Wilson for changing the play call to get David Moore an extra catch. Um, I would have liked it if David Moore had, you know, sat down in bounds, um, you know, because he he ran out of bounds rather than like sliding or taking a knee, so that he uh, he forced uh, Seattle to have to go run another play. But um, you know, honestly, class act. Uh, hats off to you, Russell Wilson. Hats off to you, David Moore, for uh, knowing where you were in receptions. Yeah, um, all in all, just a stand-up play. I think uh, with that analysis uh, out of the way, I think we're going to go to break really quick. Um, and we'll be back in just a minute to talk about World Juniors Hockey. Stay tuned on 88.9 The Bridge for more music and conversation that spans generations. <laughs> 